Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, on our Twitter feed, at Enthusiacs, or our YouTube channel where all our video content resides is simply Channel Enthusiacs. Um, I'm your host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and with me today, I have Tony. How are you? I'm uh, snowed in, but I'm doing good. <laughs> If we if we lose Tony halfway through, we can only assume that a an ice flow has uh, wiped him off the map. Um, and we have Goose. How are you, Goose? Oh, I'm doing mighty fine. Presumably not uh, under a pile of snow in in, uh, in the plant, in the panhandle. <laughs> oh no, no snow here. <laughs> and uh, we're also joined, lastly, by Jennifer. How are you, Jennifer? Good. Well, let's get to what everyone's been playing. We'll start with you, Jen. What is uh, what have you been playing recently? Uh, Dying Light, actually. It, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but it took over my time that I was dedicating to Fallout 4. <laughs> well, that's and I know, right? It's it's just it's so fun. It's mm. such a fun sandbox zombie. There's a really good crafting system. It's not, you know, it's it's detailed enough where it's not getting bored, and there's still so much more I have to get to, but it's not overly complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of different regions which look different. It's just, I mean, it's just good old zombie killing fun. And there's a really cool storyline along the way, too. Mm. So, a lot of fun. And quite a lot of uh, RPG-esque uh, elements to it, I gather. Uh, sort of. a, a bit. I mean, you're not really... You, you rank up your skills as you go. And you can unlock, like, outfits, which don't give you any bonuses. <laughs> it's purely appearance. Um... So yeah, there's there's not a whole lot, but you know, as you do these things, as you do your parkour and as you uh as you kill zombies, <laughs> you you know, you rank up these skills, but that's pretty much it. It's hmm. it's more focused on the sandbox and the storyline. How about you, Tony? Uh what have you been playing uh while <laughs> while waiting for the end of the world? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, uh at the recommendation of a couple of enthusiasts, I actually just finished Limbo today oh, uh, oh. on my PS4. Got that as a one. yeah, has got that as a free game from uh, the PSN network a while back, so I started that. It was three dollars uh, today in the flash sale, actually. Oh wow, okay. Well, got it for free, so you can't beat that. <laughs> um, also, been doing uh, some Halo Five multiplayer. Um, I don't, it's just it's addicting. I don't know. It's not the greatest game in the world, but I don't know. It grabs me. So I've been doing that on Xbox One and. Uh, 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 Crossy Road. That's the game that uh, do my little daily check-ins on uh, on mobile. But that's uh, that's about it. <laughs> now that's what I call the full gamut <laughs> of yeah. gaming. Uh, how about you, Goose? I've been splitting my time between um, Mass Effect for um, for the review actually, oh, but then right. bringing in um, Borderlands Two, and I actually restarted a game in um, Fallout New Vegas. Cool. Wow. Well. Um, Let's get to the uh, topic at hand, and uh, this is one that somehow we managed to lose track of uh, last year, and uh, we're picking it up now, uh, largely because it seems to be another hot topic, and also because I had plenty written down from my previous notes for this episode that never got used, so uh, we are going to talk about episodic content uh, with regard to gaming. Um, I might just start off with a little anecdote of my own. Um, I don't. I'll, I'll get to you guys in turn. I don't know uh, when it all, all this concept all first came to your awareness, but for me, 
It was a little game uh, called Half-Life 2 that first brought the concept uh, to my sort of awareness. Um, just to confuse things, uh, they the first DLC, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> expansion pack, uh, to Half-Life 2 was called Episode 1, which is kind of curious because Half-Life 2 was itself a full game. Uh, this was a, a way of continuing the story through episodes. That that was Valve's idea. So they released Episode 1. I believe about 18 months later, Episode 2 came out. And about two years later, uh, three Episode 3 was still supposed to come out. Never did. Uh, and it's now coming up on nine years. And we've not had any new Half-Life 2 content since then. So that was my introduction to episodic contents. Uh, I got two-thirds of what I was... Uh, <laughs> of what I was promised. So not exactly the most mm. auspicious start. Um, they were pricey. They were not to the, I think it's fair to say, and I'm a big fan of Half-Life, that they weren't quite to the standard of the, of the main game. Uh, and uh, they were all late, <laughs> which uh, th- th- doesn't exactly, um, didn't exactly get me on the right foot with episodic content. Um, but, I'll, but I'll put it to you. Uh, I'll start with you, Jen. What was the first game that you played or or one that you know you heard of, one perhaps that you didn't even get to playing, where you became aware of it being released episodically. I, unless I'm remembering wrong, the I think the first one I ever played was Walking Dead, the first hmm. Telltale game. Okay, I mean, I and, imagine that for a lot of people that was an introduction. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was the for their their first <clears throat> big hit, as it were. So yeah, how about and you? I, uh, oh, sorry. So no, I was just gonna say I had the advantage uh, that I didn't start it until all of them were out, <laughs> yeah. so I got to play the whole first season without having to, you know, take breaks. And we will get to that point. Oh yes, <laughs> we will. <laughs> how about you, Tony? What would have been your uh, first sort of uh, toe in the water with uh, as far as episodes? Well, it's it's funny that you bring up Half-Life 2 because I'm curious, you know, being the console gamer that I am, the orange box, did that include? Yes. Yes. Orange okay. box came out well after everything was already released. And at one, I can't confirm this, but at one point, I think there may even have been an expectation that the next version of orange box would have the later episodes. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Never had anything beyond just uh, the folk game and the two episodes that were released. Right. Well, an unfinished story. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't really remember the first time playing Half-Life 2, so I don't know if I bought the game on itself or, you know, the first time I ever played Half-Life 2 was in the orange box. Hmm. So I don't want to throw that out there. Um, and again, with The Walking Dead, that may have been my first true introduction, but like Jen, hmm. um, I bought it after the season was completed, so I bought it all at one time. So... If, I, if there's anything that really comes to mind, it was Halo 4's uh, Spartan Ops kind of uh, story that oh. came after the game was released. Um, yeah, not it, that wasn't great either, so I haven't had, haven't had a great reputation with it. Did, did they finish it at least? Yeah, they did finish it. <laughs> uh, how about you, Goose? Uh, what would have been your first experience with this uh, topic? Well, technically I'm in the same boat you are. The first experience that I had would have been a Half-Life. But I was a bit late to that party. By the time I got in there, all of the episodes had already been released. So yeah. the first game I would say I played by the episodic, where you just play one and wait for the other one, would have probably been The Wolf Among Us. Oh, wow. Telltale. Okay. Yeah, so another ah. Telltale game. Yeah. Look, I, I, they're going to come up a bit uh, because um, without uh, – I, I, th- I think they actually are one of the companies that kind of get it right, at least uh, as right as it can be. 
um, given that I think most of us here, without speaking for all of you, most of us here would probably prefer our content to be all in one piece to begin mm-hmm. with, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, just I'll just throw it out there to, to all of you. Like, uh, what are your feeling? Like, Tony, how do you feel about episodic content? Can you, I mean, for me, I find it really hard to wait. Uh, so I, I have really mixed feelings about it. I, I, I pref- I would prefer that games come out whole. Uh, d- does it put you off when you find out the game's going to be released episodically? Oh, absolutely. I- I'm the same way. I mean, it's just you know what the way we've grown accustomed to things. It's we've it's something new. So we've always grown accustomed to you know getting a full game essentially um, when it launches. Um, and even with um, you know even with TV shows, really, it's hard for me to even stay engaged. Like it really has to grab me. In the age uh, of Netflix, yeah. yes, I, yeah. I can see that more and more. Especially the uh, but you know, and the other thing too is that you know as great as a job that as Telltale does is they don't have a like a a, a a consistent delivery window. You know, yeah, it's you know, and it's a lot of times it's like I want to say the average is like what two months maybe. In between some of their, I, I even episodes. think that's being generous, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least you know, Halo Four was, I believe, they they stuck to a weekly schedule, so that was nice. But that wasn't that wasn't that great. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something to turn. You know, it's a kind of a turn off. Like I'll, I'd rather just wait until the whole thing's you know bundled together and play it. Mm. Uh, how about you, Jen? Is uh, is it been something that's annoyed you in the past, or are you are you all right with it? No, it, it bothers me. Um, I'm not against episodic games because, again, you know, I played Walking Dead. I loved it. I still haven't played the second one, but I'm sure I'm going to love it too. But mm-hmm. I always wait until they're all out because I, I can't, especially with a game like that where there's always cliffhangers or, you know, <laughs> intense emotion going on. I can't imagine playing one and then waiting and waiting to play another one, especially when they're only, what, a few hours to get through one? Uh, most of maybe. the time, that's as much as you could take, and that's that's probably really stretching it out. Yeah, and I, I like the episodic approach. I think that that's really cool. It kind of gives it more of a cinematic feel when you're playing a game. Mm-hmm. And even uh, Until Dawn, which I've played recently and just love, I've played it a couple of times, mm-hmm. has an episodic feel where you'll play for roughly an hour, and then it kind of – I don't want to spoil anything, but there's there's kind of these, like, little scenes in between the episodes. Yeah. And it picks up right where it left off, but at the beginning, you kind of have these flashbacks. It's almost like a previously on, you know. But I can't imagine loving that game, having to wait in between <laughs> each one. That would have would drove me nuts. Last time so on – until <laughs> Three months ago. Yeah. So I love the style, but I have to have them all at once. And that's why I've been holding yeah. off on – uh, Life is Strange. Everyone's yeah. raving about that game on Steam, but I don't know if the last one just came out or it's about to. But I, yeah, for months I've been eyeing it, and I just kept telling myself, "You have to wait." I think it's recently finished. Yeah, okay. it's just recently Good. finished. Okay, Goose, what's your experience been with the episodic content to date? I think I'm going to agree with the group here. It does kind of bug me, particularly like Tony and you were saying with Telltale Spectrally, is that there's such a long wait between episode releases. Now, if it was, like, much shorter, it wouldn't bother me as much. When you have a cliffhanger and you have to wait two, three months for the thing, you're just sitting there going, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, I might get to uh, something that Jen brought up, uh, and it's it's a good point. How do we feel about... uh, I'll start with you, Goose. Uh, How do we feel about 
episode episodes is a stylistic choice. Like for example, the Walking Dead game. I actually I don't know about you guys, but I really like the way that every episode was broken up like it mm-hmm. was an hour of TV. You know, full credits. Yeah the next time blah 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 i actually thought stylistically uh it really worked and i'm i'm almost certain that there was always at least some passage of time in the game world between episodes too so sometimes it helped you know jump the story along uh i i actually quite like it where it works um i've, I've also played uh, the law and order game uh for from telltale and it's broken up it's literally broken up like law and order episodes so i which i quite like uh goose as far as far as the presentation uh if you had taking away the weight how, how do you feel about the way that it's broken up in terms of the the style of the structure i really like the way they do it like you said it, it does take that t- that tv cinematic feel and puts it into the game i do enjoy that and i feel like it really depends on what genre you're in like oh, for yeah. example yeah. Like the walking <laughs> dead the walking dead law and order those kind of games it works for now, you take a game like, for example, going back to what I've been playing, going back to Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't necessarily work as an episodic type mm-hmm. deal, at least in my own opinion. Or something like like a Hitman game. Well, like, yeah, yeah and I was going to get to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Tony, you, um, I've not seen um, many pure sci-fi games done episodically. How, like, Did it work? And just in terms of the style, the way it was presented, did it work for that Halo Wars game? Or was it just disjointed jarring no it was it was it was halo 4 but um halo 4 sorry yeah it's no it it didn't really work because you know it felt like it was it was it was cut up like you know like you guys were kind of saying with um like especially like with the walking dead you know again getting on telltale is that it almost seems like each episode is almost like its own self-contained story and or game yep within itself i mean not that you really play them out of order but i you know you probably could Mm. um but yeah, Halo 4, it just felt like it was almost, or the, the Spartan Ops part of that, it felt like it was kind of just one thing that was just chopped up. Yeah. Um, you know, into, into different pieces. So yeah, it's, it hasn't really, it, it, I don't think it worked well in that regard. Yeah. And it does raise the point of uh, a lot of n- newer titles, some quite infamously, like the aforementioned Hitman. I, I mean, I've never played a Hitman game. Uh, but I gather that much like Splinter Cell, uh, the game is probably broken up into individual hits. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if unless you're la- literally having every level of the game as its own episodic release. I really don't know how that you, you know that would be such a loss of momentum. You know, having played games like that myself, like the thought of having to wait you know, another two months Jeff, think- to go to the next hit. Yeah, Jeff, I think you bring up a good point is the loss of momentum with these episodic games. Like, mm-hmm. um, again, with Halo 4, that was a big thing is that you it, – it just like it's such a fast-paced game and then you stop and now you're supposed to wait another week. And it's like it's hard to pick up where it left off. Like, again, you, you brought up Splinter Cell. Like, I couldn't imagine that. Even yeah. though technically I think it, it would work, there is an overarching narrative to the entire thing. Yeah. Which just kind of loses its, its focus or its momentum when you break it up like that. Yeah. And I can only assume that – well, I don't know. I've never played a Hitman game either. I don't know if there's necessarily like an overarching plot to it that kind of gets stalled by doing that. But yeah, and uh, I my skepticism about uh, how how much episodic content work increases even more when you take an existing game, i.e., Final Fantasy VII, remaster it, and then parcel it up into pieces that it wasn't in before. Like, has anyone here played Final Fantasy VII? Goose, by any chance, have you? 
played Final Fantasy VII? I've played most of Final Fantasy VII, but I've never finished it. From what you have played, do you think it would be a game that would lend itself to being carved up into pieces and have, like, appropriate cliffhangers? Like, you know, like, does it strike you as the kind of game that would work in that mode? I'll be honest with you, I don't think so. I'm... I went back through it right after they announced it would be episodic because I wanted to see like where would the breaks be where would and I have no idea how they're gonna do that. <laughs> Leads me to my next question like who does this benefit other than the developers really <laughs> like is there uh, I mean we we've all we've all basically shared the same sentiment that we'd we we would prefer the stuff isn't broken up so it's pretty obvious that this is just their preference. I mean, am I being cynical when I – Jen, am I being cynical when I think that this is just a way to take a $60 game, break it up into pieces, and turn it into an $80-plus game? Or is well, it like... I, I mean, I don't think you're being cynical. I I'm, I always tend to agree with you guys on these topics, but I have heard the argument that it could be beneficial to consumers in the sense that they can spend, I don't know, 10 15 or whatever right off the bat – and see if they like how the game works. Yeah. And if they think it's good and worth it, and then they can, you know, continue on paying. Right. Now, as far as Hitman, I've heard that the pieces together added up won't be more than a normal 60 or so dollar price tag of a full game. Yeah. Which uh, makes me wonder why they're doing this. I mean, I feel like, okay, you have that advantage where consumers might benefit because they can kind of try out a game for cheaper. Mm-hmm. But they're going to want to keep going, especially if there's any kind of cliffhanger. So if there's not the financial benefit of them getting more money in the long run, it makes me wonder if they're going to give shorter games. Yeah. I, mean, I just like, why else are you going to break it up and separate it like that if it's this – good game that's a good length yeah i mean tony as you've far had... as hitman goes based on the last the last game in the hitman series that came out square was not happy at all with how much it made since they were one of the proprietary publishers right so i'm thinking so i'm thinking the reason that they want to episodically release it is if the first episode's really good even if it doesn't sell that well the hype will be out there that this is really good so when episode two comes out now more people will play it and so forth, so on. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, increasing their sales from the last time. At least okay. that's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. But at least they're not jacking up the price. I mean, at least you're not going to end up spending, you know, ninety, a hundred for a full game. Yeah. So that's good. Long term, right. though, I have to wonder. <laughs> yeah. Same square that you know what they were saying. Um, the original, the Tomb Raider reboot, like it sold gangbusters and still didn't make a profit. It wasn't until they had to release. The oh fifth. yeah, they decided. Yeah, they that's when they that the Hitman game and the game and the game of Sleeping Dogs, all of which made a profit, by the way, but didn't make enough of a profit for them to consider it. And I quote, a success. Yeah, I'm not sure what they were looking for as far as success goes. In my book, if it made a profit, then great success. But yeah. who knows. <laughs> Uh, Tony, you've had your ear to the ground about this uh, lately. Uh, I mean, what do you think of the, uh, the the comments from some people that this is a way, uh, these episodic releases are a way to just fund the development cycle along <laughs> along the journey? Like, the, to mean, me, to me, that seems like an awfully risky way to <laughs> to make games. It it does because you know. With these episodic games, I mean, in theory, it makes sense, you know, but in practice, I don't know, because with these games, there's so much pre-planning. It's like, I can't assume that it's just like, oh, we're, you know, like for Hitman, and obviously they didn't, we know this, but, uh, you know, just, hey, we're going to plan out this first episode, do all the prep work for it, you know, and then we're going to see how it sells, 
Then we'll start episode. You know, they're planning from day one, like what the entire game is going to be. So they're spending, like you said, all that money up front. Yeah. And on yeah, the engine it, and the graphics and right, yeah. right, exactly. And you know, so I don't know. And if and one other thing I'd like to point out too is uh, again with Square, I'm sure we're going to be picking on them a lot with <laughs> the Final Fantasy VII. You know, the one thing they said is, oh, if we were to put this game all on one disc, it'd be too big. Isn't Final Fantasy notorious for being multi-disc? <laughs> I mean, I, I I remember a friend years ago purchased Final Fantasy VII on the PC when it came out, and I I might be exaggerating, but I think it was on ten CDs, not like nine <laughs> or ten CDs or something. Oh like yeah, that, that's 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 not even close to exaggeration. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so. It was it was a ton of discs. Yeah. Also, in an age of digital releases, uh, yep. like what? How is this even an argument anymore? Honestly? Yeah, but it, it also makes you want to remind them like. You know, this game came out in the 90s, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how much, I mean, tone the graphics down a small bit and you should be fine, right? <laughs> right. I've even gotten recent console games that had more than one disc. Mm-hmm. You kind of needed to install some and then go to the next one. You know, that's not a big deal having more than one disc. Yeah. Um, now, when we're ta- just to take it off the subject of tri- the AAA view on this, uh, when we're talking about an independent publisher, um, I have to. I'll speak for myself here. I have to admit, when we're talking about an indie, I'm a little more understanding because all mm-hmm. the stuff we've been talking about, money development, suddenly it makes a lot more sense. For example, uh, the um, the game, uh, the adventure game called The Fall. Uh, I'm not sure whether you're familiar with it. It's about a. Um, I'm not even going to explain what it's about. <laughs> There's really no point. Anyway, it's a side-scrolling sort of adventure game. Um, and basically, the first the release of the game was meant to be half of the story. They were a small company. I think we're only talking about a few people involved in the development. Um, the success of the first game was going to determine whether they got to the second. Uh, I mean, for I mean, from my perspective, that's okay. Goose, when we're talking about indies, is it a little more? Is it a little more? Uh, I don't know, acceptable, or is that just? Uh, I mean, how, what other choice do they have, I suppose, right? That, that's that's one way to put it. Oh, yeah. With the indie games, it totally makes sense to episodic content because they might not necessarily have the upfront capital to fund the entire process. So they got to release that first episode. If it does well, then they can keep it going. That yeah. makes a lot more sense to me when I see, like, a AAA title doing it because it's like, you have the money. Yeah. yeah. For you, for you, this is unnecessary. Yeah. For example, take a game like um, Shovel Knight, for example. It started whenever it first came out. It was like one episode, and then more was released later. Mm-hmm. That would make a lot more sense than say, for example, if Nintendo released a Mario game episode one. You like, you like, okay, <laughs> what, 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 what is this? What, what yeah. is? What is? <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know that, that that again, that's that's getting a little into the cynical territory. But uh, I mean, again, Tony, you've been uh, reading a bit about this, reading, reading um, and listening about this stuff. Uh, should we just expect to see more and more of this cutting stuff up into pieces? Is is this episodic content stuff just asymmetric of that, or is uh, can we expect more uh, more cynical ways of of uh, taking the whole and dividing it into its component parts in future? At least from the AAA side of things. Uh, I mean, yeah, from a AAA perspective, unfortunately, yeah, I think we're gonna we're definitely gonna be seeing a lot more of this. You know, I think the the trend of uh, the years past, you know, more recent years has been microtransactions, and now I think we're moving to uh, to episodic content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's that's the road we're coming down. Where, you know, especially when it's you know games like Hitman and Final Fantasy, 
you know, and other, you know, franchises like this are going episodic when they haven't been before. And there's no real clear cut reason for, it. you know, it's not like this is, oh, this is kind of like a, like a spinoff almost. It's no, these are, you know, either remakes or, you know, continuations of the series. They're not spinoffs. So it doesn't, you know, yeah, yeah unfortunately, bottom line, I think this is going to be the trend of the yeah. future. I might uh, just ask a few questions from the sort of consumer side of things. Um, Jen, as a, uh, as a, enthusiastic gaming consumer we'll say <laughs> okay uh is is episodic content gonna is that gonna affect your decision making when it comes to buying not buying deferring a purchase of, of, of a game i think you've kind of hinted that in the past it has yeah i mean it'll always make me wait mm. <laughs> i i won't be one of those people that buys in to see how it goes i understand why some people might want that ability right but i'm i'm never going to be the person that buys into episode one and then waits so, you know, I'm still going to have the advantage of waiting until a game comes out and getting to hear from everyone else if it's good and if it's worth it and yeah. then making the purchase. So, yeah. I mean, I guess ultimately things won't change, but it'll make me have to wait longer for it. Yeah. If they're going to, like, take their sweet time and release one part and everyone's enjoying playing it, yeah. I'm just going to sit back and wait. Let me twist or that question. Eventually, get really frustrated. Yeah. Let me twist that question a little bit. And this ties into frustration because I know I've been here. Uh, if you thought there was a risk of of the story game never being finished, uh, like do you think you'd take <laughs> do you think you'd take the chance on, on a on a on an unproven sort of situation oh, where no you way. might never get around to it? No. Yeah, I I again I <laughs> I hear that, and you know, it, for a AAA game in particular, having been stung in the past, it would. But you know, then there's a the part of me that's like, you know, if I hadn't supported that game the fall. You know, would they have ever have got to make the second game? If I had not supported, you know, the last door, would they have got to finish well, the story? But that, I mean, but again, then, again, it's, it's like indies. you said, small yeah. indies, I'm always going to be more forgiving. And I've bought a few early access games on Steam. Mm. That's not a complete game. That's not a complete picture. Yeah. That might just be sometimes it's just a preview. Sometimes it's, you know, we're going to rework graphics and we're going to change stuff and delete stuff. And you can't even have your save games. I'm yeah. okay to work with all that. If I can help a smaller company and get really excited about what they're doing, but this, this, I just, I don't understand the bigger titles separating, and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if we did end up getting gouged. Yeah. With these big titles separating, I think yeah. before we know it, it's it's like Tony was saying, you know, it all started with microtransactions. Well, now before we know it, it's going to be episodic. Yeah. And I would bet anything that all of it added up is going to be way more than a full price game eventually. Anyone yeah. here ever uh, kickstart a game? Yeah. Well, not – you mean you fund a kickstart a game. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I was actually just going to bring that up. Uh, I've, I've done two. Mm. And, um, you know, and the cool thing is – well, the <laughs> the ones that are done correctly is normally the developers will or developer will send out <laughs> emails or updates saying, hey, this has been done in the past month or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and even then, you might – you could maybe – there will be like, hey, we have the first level playable and, you know, for backers of this tier, you can go out and play it. Mm. I don't know that you necessarily consider that episodic, but in that case it works. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little different. But I wanted to jump on uh, something Jen was saying. That question you just asked her, as far as kind of jumping on board with that, and yeah. she brought up the point that uh, you know there was the argument that episodic could be beneficial for consumers and that they could try it, you know, the first episode, see if they like it mm -hmm. or not. And if, in theory, if they don't like it, well, you only put in ten, fifteen bucks instead of sixty. But yeah. the thing is, is you know, let's say you did only do that. You you bought the first episode and you liked it, 
Well, most of the time there is no, you know, complete the season. So let me only pay for the forty dollars. You know, let me put in. Yeah. If the, if you could buy it bundled for forty bucks, let me only and I pay ten for the first episode. Let me only pay thirty more for the first episode. It's no at that point. Then you either got to wait for it all to come out, or you have to go and buy it individually, mm-hmm. episode by episode, and you end up paying more in the long run. Oh yeah. I don't know many. I don't know. Maybe Telltale does it differently, but. I'm not sure that you can do that with the first episode. And you're like, oh, yeah, let me complete the season at the discounted price. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, well, that, that kind of gets to a point I was getting to. Uh, like, uh, how should uh, – I'll start with you, Goose. How, how should they incentive if – if we're going to if we're gonna accept – and I think, I think we're going to have to – that episodic content, at least at the moment, is going to be uh, – it's, it's going to be out there. How should companies incentivize it? Uh, to actually make it um, attractive, <laughs> because there, is there a way, pr- a pricing model or something that would make it um, more acceptable or at least less risky? Sorry, who were you asking? Oh, a goose. <laughs> oh, you <sorry>. said goose. <laughs> okay. I think when it comes to, like you said, trying to find a way to make it make it more worthwhile to people, I think that more more than making it as far as like a some kind of gimmicky reward, mm. I think what will help people get more behind it is if there's a guarantee, like you said, a guarantee that the games will fully come out. Yeah. Now, with an indie title, you can't really do that because they probably don't know themselves if they're going to have the funding or time to put it out. But with the AAAs, you definitely can have that that scheduled releases, I guess you'd say. When you finish the games, you're going to have it in episodes. Let people know when they're going to be out way in advance. Yeah. Give people that notice. So they're not sitting there wondering, geez, is this episode ever going to come out, or are we do, do we have a foul situation here? Right. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, um, for the ga- for the gamer that doesn't have a huge gaming budget, it might be helpful to be able to plan their purchases out. You know? <laughs> uh, I know I've been in the situation where I was like, Man, if the if these games all come out at the same time, I'm gonna have to pick one versus another. Uh, and you know, like you were saying, Tony, with Kickstarter, I I think the ones that are usually the most uh, appreciated are the ones that are um, the most vocal, the most open, the ha- share the most information. I think some of the AAAs, if they're gonna be going down this route, probably would benefit from learning. You know, learn from some of that. Uh, you know, if you're if you're gonna insist on doing this. Maybe ramp up the level of uh, of communication and and um, and transparency. I think I think uh, also when we're talking about incentives, um, just an I, I would think a, just a, a discount to buy the thing all up fr- from d- from day one, uh, if you're willing yeah. to take that risk, would be nice. Um, yeah. I I've looked I've looked at the Telltale, and I think you mentioned it earlier, Tony. I, I've looked at the Telltale pricing, and I don't. I can't for the life of me actually remember whether or not there was a sort of a okay you've paid for the first one so we're going to give you this the two through five for slightly less. No, uh, I don't. I don't think there was any kind of a discount because I got the first Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us on the iPad mm-hmm. through iOS. So I and the, this is something that I actually just remember that was a really interesting experience, which interesting, which was actually really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I got The Wolf Among Us, and it was like five bucks on the App Store. And I was all stoked and all set to play it. Oh, my God, it's only $5. And, of course, it's just the first episode. Yeah. But it, I had the option to buy the rest through the game, like through the game's menu, like you know other episodes or whatever it was called. And it never even gave me pricing. I mean, I was to the point of putting in my password for my hmm. Apple ID – 
and it never once told me how much it actually was. So I backed out, huh. and then I Googled it, and I found out that it was so much added up that I held off, and I ended up buying it on the Steam summer yeah. sale. So that's one thing that's really – like at least put pricing. And mm. I don't know if it was just for the, the iPad version or if it was just that one game. But that's a serious issue if you have people buy it without telling them how much it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, particularly if uh, you're not even being upfront about what the ori- what the original price gets you. <laughs> you yeah. Um, I kind of I I don't know whether any of you have taken advantage of this, but t- Telltale uh, now they don't do this right away, but usually after the game's been out for a while, don't they tend to let you have the first one for nothing? Isn't that? Yes. Haven't they, they yeah. been doing that yeah. more and more? Yeah. Well, I, I kind of like that model, to be honest. That uh, yeah, first that, taste is free, man. Yeah, that's that is a smart way to get people hooked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's 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 a good way. And uh, you were speaking about incentives earlier, Jeff. Yeah. Um, again, I I haven't been with like a Telltale game or anything like that from the first episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, because I think when a when a series like that first starts, you either have you only have two options: you have pay episode by episode, or you can buy the bundle you know, discounted bundle up front, but again, you don't know if it's going to be good or not. So yeah. that's, it's a gamble in and of itself. Yeah. But yeah, if you could at least offer like, Hey, you, you played the first episode, you know, if you're going to buy them individually, you know, some kind of discount on the, the, you know, sequential episodes mm-hmm. would be nice. Yeah. I mean, give, give people an incentive to, to stick around. Um, other than just, uh, <laughs> you know, having them over a barrel because they're <laughs> excited about the next one. I, I think that'd be nice. Well, um, thanks everybody for your uh, input on this. I, uh, I I really wish we'd gotten to this back when it was fresh, but uh, as Tony pointed out to me early, earlier this week, the subject is kind of uh, is kind of Ocaron at the moment with the Hitman and Final Fantasy VII controversy. Uh, per- personally, for me, I, I'm kind of hoping that uh, I'm kind of hoping that as with a lot of the other um, practices that the AAA industry has kind of overdone in the past, that uh, that they pull back on this a little bit. I, I think we're all in agreement that there are certain genres that this works for, and I, th- I think knowing them, they're just going to try and cram it into any game that they can, uh, particularly if they think they can get away uh, with it. Uh, I think I think part I think for them if if there's a really fervent fan base they think they can get away with just doing anything and the fans are going to turn up with their dollars but I, I'd oh, kind of yes. like to see I'd kind of like to see them get uh, punished for some of these bad decisions um, you know when when fanboys are as enthusiastic as they are for something like a Final Fantasy VII you can pretty much do anything and get away with it. At mm-hmm. least once, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> they are—they are rather short-sighted. Uh, but long term, I—I do think people will eventually uh, will eventually vote with their wallets and and sit on them at least. Uh, and, you know, in a, in an age where even the consoles are getting more on board with regular recurring sales, etc. Um, I, I think there's a certain breed of customer out there that is just not going to go for this. And I, I think if, there, if there's enough of them, it's going to affect uh, early sales. And uh, with companies banking so much on early sales, um, I, I think eventually they're going to have to uh, – I think they're going to have to pull back to a point where people aren't uh, being overwhelmed by uh, episodic releases, just like they've overwhelmed them with DLC and other bad practices over the years. 
Well, thanks everyone again. Um, our next episode on episodic content will be out soon, and will be a dollar ninety nine in the <laughs> iStore. Look for that uh, in the coming weeks as we cut this uh, artificially short. Um, <laughs> thanks again. To, <laughs> thanks again to my guests uh, Tony, uh, Jennifer, and Goose. Um, again, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiax, or all our uh, video content, let's plays, etc., and our sterling vega goose content uh, you can find on our youtube channel channel enthusiasts our forum uh, in the top uh, right hand corner of enthusiasts.com you can click through there and join the uh, conversations there thanks again everyone and join us again on another episode of point streak